Paris. Paris is burning. Welcome back to Petty Crimes, the only true crime comedy podcast that exclusively investigates non-crimes. My name's Griff. I'm Kira. How's it going, everyone? How's it going, Kira? Oh, it's going well. Uh, Post-Thanksgiving vibes, chilling, happy we're entering the holiday season. How are you, Griff? What's new? We are entering the holiday season, and for a lot of people, this is when is an appropriate time to start decorating for the holidays. We've mm. talked about this. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm doing great. A few weeks ago, I purchased a brand new pair of Crocs, and I took them to Los Angeles from the farm, and they've been doing very well in the city. Thanks for asking. Anything unusual about these Crocs or just a new color? No, same color, same exact style that I had before. I will say I didn't realize how worn out my (laughs) Crocs of five years had been (laughs) until I put these ones on. It's a completely different experience. And I think that's probably all we should talk about Crocs for today. I couldn't agree more. (laughs) They love Los Angeles. How's life with you? Uh, Great. I'm happily nesting in my New York apartment. Alex and I share a penchant for holiday decorations. We love decorating. We love holidays, which is like not something I thought mattered about. And I don't think it does about who you're with, but it's a nice thing to have in common because it means that you both really enjoy like decorating. Yes. You've talked about that before and Alex, your partner. And I think I, I never thought about it until you had brought it up and I would I would like the harmony of someone who cares about that stuff too, because the result is beautiful. It's like a very homey space that is, I just love that kind of decor. So I feel you. Yeah. Um, Well, I am presenting today's crime and it's a doozy. So I think I'll get into it. Griff, you don't know anything about this crime. Is that right? I don't. I guess it a little bit of a wedding, maybe a little tangent of a wedding. That's literally all I know. So I'm fresh. And I am not at liberty to say who submitted this crime, but I can say it is someone who works on the podcast. (laughs) That is all I'm allowed to say, and I'll leave it at that. You ready? Ooh, keep it in the family. That's how I like it. Yes, I'm ready. (laughs) Dear Karen Griff, this story's a big one. Let's get into it. It involves the (laughs) one thing that brings out the worst in people, weddings. And... Who better to present this crime than someone who's in the midst of planning their nuptials? Me. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure that's uh, I wonder how that's going, but we'll talk about that. Um, It's basically. Yeah, well, we will talk about it. (laughs) Okay. it is summer 2022 and two of my closest friends are getting married. I change their names for privacy. All three of us are friends, and I'm in both of their bridal parties, and they are in each other's bridal parties. Oh, my gosh. Okay. My brain took a sec. So, yeah. So, it's like a a, a weird triangle of best friends, two of whom are getting married, and our protagonist is the in-between this Venn diagram, but they're also in each other's weddings. Holy cow. Okay. Yep. You've got it. Wedding season. Wedding season. The bride's names are Paris and Samantha both in quotes. (laughs) Paris is 36 and super excited to get married and have kids. She spent her 20s growing her career as a high-powered lawyer and has been dreaming of this day since she was a little girl. I've been friends with her for years. Oh, and my name? 
you can call me Alexa. <laughs> okay. Love the name Alexa. I like that Paris is like, she's accomplished with her work and she's still like, I can't wait to get married. Like there's, I think pride in both senses and it's cool. I'm sure Paris is a really cool person because of that. Absolutely. And this yeah. wedding's probably going to be incredible. Oh yeah. High powered lawyer. <laughs> Let's go. I expect some salmon on my plate. Absolutely. I expect some salmon on my plate. (laughs) (laughs) Samantha, the other bride, is 24 and getting married to her boyfriend of a year and a half. The two are really excited to start their life together. This marriage gives Samantha an opportunity to work in the U.S. Previously, she was running a company which was limiting her visa. Samantha and I have also been friends for years. Cool? Cool. Yep, of course. Um, any, and I've, I've met plenty of people. Oh, sorry, go for it. I was just going to ask you, Griff, any thoughts on 24 getting married, boyfriend for a year and a half? Just that it really highlights uh, people's, I mean, what marriage is and how people approach marriage. One of our per- people is 36. The other is 24. The 24-year-old, it would help them prosper in the United States business-wise. And I know plenty of people in Los Angeles who have done something similar because they want to start building their life here. And that happens to be a, uh, I don't know if quicker is the right word, but just uh, an approach to do so. So it's cool. They seem like very different people and they're approaching a wedding, which people think are very similar, which they're not, from very different perspectives. Totally. For Samantha, sounds like it's a little bit of a win-win. Yes. Samantha is from the UK and is having her bachelorette one week before Paris's wedding. Got it. Cool. So Samantha's bachelorette is one week before the other girl's wedding. This is not (sighs) ideal, but Samantha explained that the location she wanted was at her friend's parents' villa in wine country, and this was the only weekend that it wasn't rented out, and it was six months from her wedding, and she didn't want to make her friends from the UK fly to California twice in a short period of time. Da 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 da. <laughs> da, 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 da. Literally like wedding translated. Da 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 da. Okay, interesting. <laughs> so her bachelorette is six months before her wedding's actually taking place, but it happens yes. to be a week before Paris's wedding. Yes. Interesting. I feel like, is it common to have a bachelorette that far in advance of your? Oh, she had mentioned that the space was very limited. Yeah. For renting. Okay. Six months. A lot of things can happen in six months. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) This also allowed the bachelorette to get free accommodations because they're staying at the villa villa, and also split up the trip for da-da-da. Paris was understanding and said she would still come for one day of the bachelorette, even though it was a week away from her own wedding. That's nice. Yeah, I can give you one day. That's all I can give you. And be thankful because I, my, my wedding is in a week. Yeah. I'm okay, like, yeah. Okay, yeah, so far so good. Every Everyone's choices are making sense. I get it. I can see that the waters are testy, but yeah. Yeah. it's. In, I'm also, it's very interested, but like the friendship between a 24-year-old and a 36-year-old. Very interesting to me. I agree. Let's discuss in a bit. Ooh. So Paris... The 36-year-old high-powered lawyer is getting married in Miami, Florida, because that is where her husband's family is from. This means that Paris and her L.A.-based family will need to all fly down to Miami. Okay. Just good context. So, like, a week from now, everybody's going to have to get their asses from L.A. to Miami. Cross-country. 
Got it. Okay. I mean, Miami is such a fun place to. So the wedding is in Miami. Yep. Oh, it's such a fun. Yeah, I've had a few friends get married there. I've not been able to attend, but they all say that it's just been a very fun city to have that occur in. The weather is oh. great. It's just vibrant and fun and very cool. So she'll she'll have to get from LA to Miami. So not uh, not that convenient, but yeah. And so will our protagonist Alexa and also the other bride, Samantha. They'll all have to get, yeah, from wine country all the way down to Miami. So we're at Samantha's Bachelorette. This is the 24-year-old. We're here. We're in wine country. We're at the villa. Starts out amazing. The drinks are flowing. The place is stunning. Everyone's happy. Day two, Paris arrives. 36-year-old high-powered lawyer. Her wedding's in a week. She arrives. Still amazing energy. Things took a sudden shift in the middle of the day on day two when Lauren one of the bridesmaids, said she wasn't feeling well. Uh-oh. She stays in her room and said that she went to an Olivia Rodrigo concert with her little sister and feels <laughs> a little run down from all the traveling. However, yeah. she assures everyone it wasn't COVID because she just had it. She takes cold meds and isolates herself in her room. Any thoughts, Griff? I have thoughts on Olivia Rodrigo. I'll save that for another episode, maybe a Patreon. I like that we just had an episode where someone who was potentially knew that they were exposed to COVID, this was obviously in 2021, (laughs) did not uh, self-isolate. So it's still fresh on my mind that she's choosing to do that in her room, even though she thinks it's just a cold. So that's, I think, responsible. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think with COVID going on and just sickness in general, but again, I think magnified by COVID, I bet there's a little bit of panic running through the bachelorette party, just like, uh oh, Lauren's down for the count. What with what? That's my question, I guess. Totally. Things are yeah. percolating. <laughs> so, oh no. I, I'm, and I'm just remembering that Paris just landed and has her wedding in a few days. <gasps> yeah. Uh oh, okay. And there's like certain members of the bachelorette that are gonna need to be there in a week, and Paris is here and she's the bride. It's a whole thing. Holy cow. Okay. I'm I'm get, I just got nervous. I, things are percolating. <laughs> yeah. Everyone spends the night swimming and making homemade pizza. It's nothing but fun. The next day, Paris goes to take a flight back to LA, so they're in wine country back to LA, and then you know, eventually Paris will get to Miami, and mm-hmm. Lauren said she was going to go with her because she wasn't feeling 100% and she wanted to get back home. Got it. So they're, Lauren's also based in Los Angeles. Yeah. We spend the rest of the weekend enjoying The Bachelorette. All is well. Paris goes back to L.A. and spends time at another big party, celebrating a work event. The rest of us arrive back in L.A. on Sunday. By Tuesday morning, Samantha and I are not feeling well. Mm-mm. So Alexa and Samantha are not feeling well. They are supposed to be at Paris's wedding in Miami in one week. Yeah. They both test positive for COVID. Oh, shoot. It turns out that Lauren did, in fact, have COVID without knowing it, and we both caught it. Oh, no. And I, so many people say, and I'm, I'm not a scientist, but so many people are like, oh, I had it. I had it two weeks ago, so don't worry. And I don't, I mean... Tell us, like, reach out to us if you're an expert on this. But when people say that, I'm like, you don't know that that's the fact. I'm 
can you not? I'm sure I'm sure you can get it kind of rapid fire two weeks apart. Who knows? Well, I mean, like epidemiologists epidemiologists say that it's rare to get it within 90 days. But you're right. You could have had a false positive two weeks ago. You could have anything. Yeah. It's so funny with like when you get a cold, like a normal cold, immediately with the first symptom, you're like, oh, fuck, I've got a cold. I got to call out of work. I got to cancel plans. But with COVID, because of the stigma that I think it started with, with the uh, the pandemic, mm-hmm. there's there's this other part of your brain that's experiencing these symptoms. and But you're also like, and I've gone through this, there is no way I have COVID. I, I, Griff, can't have COVID. And so, I mean, we heard it on the last case a little bit. Like you start, I don't know, you like, there's a little bit of denial with that. Also, it's like not everyone has rapid tests in their pockets to test. So you, there's a little bit of a period of, I don't know what I have. Totally. Shit. Okay. Well, COVID's here, guys. <laughs> COVID, COVID attended the bachelorette. <laughs> yeah. So Samantha and Alexa call Paris right away. She is furious. Oh, my God. She says that her fiancé is also feeling sick and is convinced that we somehow passed along COVID through her to him. She yeah. doesn't. She doesn't have it yet. She blames Samantha for not testing everyone before we went to the bachelorette, having it one week before her wedding, and blames us for letting her get on a plane with Lauren, who we didn't Mm -hmm. know had COVID at that time. Now, all of a sudden, she stops answering us. Samantha and I chat and say that we'll keep testing, and if we're negative before her wedding, we should go since we're in the bridal party. Yep. Thoughts so far? I was... So funny. These what I mean, it's obviously been very common wedding with these weddings the last two years because they're such massive events. They're very stressful to plan outside of having COVID interruptions. Um, I was just hanging with a few friends in Boston who had a very similar. The details were very different, but like COVID reared its head during the time of this wedding um, and it rendered the the bride of the wedding really frustrated. And because Mm. it was so many uncontrollable events kind of uh, impacting negatively her wedding, she apparently started to like uh, just behave really frantically and get angry and frustrated. And I think certain people took the toll from that or, you know, she channeled it through certain people. So Paris is Paris is pissed. And I feel her like, Oh God, I could go on, but I hear her point about not testing before the bachelorette party. And I don't know that I hear the validity so much of like not knowing that we didn't know what Lauren had on the plane. So we're not going to, we we can't, I don't know. That's tougher. That's tougher than testing before the bachelorette, but maybe I'll save that for the verdict. Yeah. So Alexa calls <laughs> so. Paris. So I know, I know. I'm like, I, I, I'm like, yeah, summer 2022, you could have tested. Everyone could have gotten tests and taken them before your bachelorette. Oh, this was summer 2022. Like everybody could have tested and it was a week before your friend's wedding. Like, I think that's kind of yep. fair. I forgot that this was in, this was this year. And I, yeah, we've, we've all collectively tried to move past the trauma of it, which, you know, the work that I do, I still have to be tested, I guess, because it is gatherings of people on set. But with personal gatherings, so many people have moved past the need for that because we're like, no, 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 COVID's in our rear view. And that's really not the case. So 
that it's just a complicated time period in this like college fucking year span of we're in junior year of COVID and people are are bored with it. (laughs) Yeah. So Alexa calls Paris the day before she's supposed to fly out to try and fill her in on the plan. The goal was to keep testing and go to the wedding if we're negative. Paris does not pick up the phone. Shit. Alexa reports, I start to feel much better, and in the hopes that I feel better the next day, I go to pre-pack my bags. I check the bridesmaids group chat and notice I've been removed from the group. Paris still does not answer any of my messages. Whoa. The wedding goes on without us. Paris's husband has all eight groomsmen there, and Paris only has four bridesmaids. Her maid of honor backed out based on how Paris was acting. Her other (gasps) friends couldn't make it, and Samantha and I both had COVID. (laughs) Oh my God, this is a disaster. I know. Oh my gosh. Are we rounding home? I'll, I'll keep going for now. Oh, shoot. Okay. Dang, her being removed from that group chat. Like, I want to just focus on that for a second because sure. in the story I heard, I heard my friends telling it was all right. Cause all of these people are in like different areas of the world. Um, and so email and or group chat for my friend's example was email is how they're communicating with each other. And the bride is generally, or even the groom for like a bachelor party, it's like their bridesmaid or their best man handling the communication of that and the organization. But they're also hearing Paris being like, ah, they did this. They didn't get tested. I'm so pissed at them. And so for the, for the bridesmaid's perspective, it's like, she's mad at this person. So I should remove her from the group, right? She's no longer like, this is her punishment. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think Alexa felt the, the results of that, which is like, how do I manage Paris's emotion with what seemingly you did, Alexa, even though you didn't do it? I don't know. But the, gr- the being removed from the group chat is a little bit sore for me. It's brutal. Yeah, it's brutal. And oh, my God, her maid of honor backed out based on how she was acting. Mm-hmm. <gasps> that is iconic. <laughs> and the maid of honor wasn't even in wine country for Whoa. Samantha's bachelorette. This is just Paris's maid of honor. Oh, interesting. That's really interesting. So she's seeing the result from wine country, mm-hmm. which maybe magnified Paris's already potential petty, should we say, Ooh, behavior. And, I think so. Um, and just not, not unagreeable behavior. It just really, yeah, magnified things. Okay, Paris is sus right now, but... I also empathize with her because her shit's getting blown up. (laughs) I know. Yeah, totally. Here, I'll just, I'll finish it out and then we can dig in. Okay. Two months later, after she got back from her honeymoon, Samantha and I asked Paris to go for drinks to try to extend an olive branch. Oh my. Paris said she didn't want to be a bridesmaid for Samantha's wedding, which is now four (sighs) months away, and that she would not be attending. Samantha cried at the table and was devastated. None of oh my us, gosh. none of us have spoken since. Whoa. Well, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it, Alexa wrote, we have not spoken since. So I think that Alexa, our protagonist, yeah. was still in Samantha's wedding. But other than that, nobody's talked. Yeah, she means like Paris and then the uh, Alexa and Samantha's 
a trio are no longer a trio. It's a duo. And then Paris is, I don't know, creating I, voodoo dolls. Yeah. Wow. Is that the end? That is, that is the end. The end. Closing the storybook. Holy cow. It's so, that's a lot. I love our podcast. Like this is, it's human behavior. COVID's mixed in, which is just, it makes people act irrationally in so many ways. And then weddings, my fucking God, weddings are, I think just so interesting. Um, we've talked about it a little bit, but oh, Paris. Paris is burning. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, we got to take suit. We got to like, pick yeah, this apart. I know. I think let's just go person by person here. Yeah. We're going to dive into the verdicts, right? Let's do it. Let's okay. start with. Lauren, the gal at Samantha's Bachelorette in Wine Country who got sick and self-isolated and then got on the plane. Guilty, not guilty? What do we think? Hmm. So she got on the plane with Paris. Mm-hmm. And so that's maybe... And again, we don't know. You can't, like... There's no, like, string attached to the one person who did give you COVID. It is completely just hypothetical. You don't know. It's airborne. But Paris thinks because she and Lauren got on the same plane that Lauren gave it to her. Mm-hmm. Now, I like that Lauren did self-isolate with what she thought was a cold, I guess. And I guess the other option besides getting on the plane would have been her holding up in that hotel until she tested negative. They were all at a villa together. So she wanted villa. to leave early to get back to her apartment and be alone. Yeah, and she decided to jump on Paris's flight, or did do yes. we know the details of that? Yes. Okay, got it. Um, I guess I find her. I mean, I, she's guilty, right? She's guilty for she didn't test. Was she was she able to test at the villa? Seemingly no. Yeah, seemingly no. That's what I thought. I mean, right? We we have the benefit of knowing how the story unfolded. She obviously did have COVID. She didn't know at the time. So it's hard for me to call her guilty because she, I think she did what I would have done, which was isolate and then leave the group. She just happened to leave on a plane instead of, I guess, walking back to LA, <laughs> um, which is, I wouldn't have done. But I will uh, also point out that Paris did not get sick. So like they were on that flight together, but Paris didn't get sick. Yeah. And that, that, that just like supports how tricky it is to trace this shit because Paris later is like, you must have passed it through me to get to my fiance. And mm-hmm. it's like, Paris, you don't know that. Someone else on the plane could have had it. Um, obviously, I did. So it, it's fairly likely that I did. We, we know that you cannot be symptomatic and, and give it to someone who ends up being symptomatic. But you are still positive. You're just not showing symptoms. Mm. Um, whereas your husband's now positive and showing symptoms. So, um, oh, fuck. I guess my gut is saying that Lauren is not guilty. That's my gut. And I think if I continue to talk, I don't know that I'd come to an answer, but I'm going to say that Lauren is not guilty. I agree because I don't think she, I don't think you can be guilty for having COVID. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I guess the guilty part would be like how you, how you get to where you need to isolate long-term, but you've already, you're already traveling. And I guess to play devil's advocate, Lauren could have tested before, going on the trip. Yeah. Um, they all could have. 
They all could have, which maybe will circle into the host of The Bachelorette Weekend's verdict. Let's do it. Next, let's go to Alexa, our protagonist, our submitter, the um, a member of both bridal parties. Is Alexa guilty of a petty crime? It doesn't sound like it. It sounds like, I mean, she was, she also felt sick. What did she do about it? She, I don't know what her story was because we have, we've heard Lauren isolating and then getting on the plane with Paris. Did Alexa isolate for the rest of the weekend and leave when expected? Alexa didn't feel sick until oh. Monday when the trip ended, immediately tested, and then tried really proactively to still make it to Paris's wedding. Yeah. Um, I mean, when you test positive, when you test positive, you have to assume that like there's right. You have 10 days where you can't really do anything. It, it sort of depends. Right? The CDC now <laughs> says five days. I know it's See, all tricky. It's, like, it's too much to keep up with, which really makes me a little more empathetic to these uh, these participants because you're fighting a ghost. You're fighting a, a, an ever changing specific ghost. Um and I, you're a bridesmaid in the wedding, so it's like you have a responsibility to be there and you want to be there. It's hard to just like kind of call it quits when you're tested. I don't know. Part of me is like just you tested positive. It's not going to be likely, so just give up. But I don't have the emotional like investment in going there. So no, I'm going to say she's innocent. Like um, yep. the rea- I mean, it sucks that she wasn't even she kind of was cast out as an option, which is a little bitter. But she seems like she did what she needed to to potentially be at that wedding. Yep. Quarantining. Yeah, you know, I assume like hydrating and however you can get out of your system testing. So she did what she needed to do. So I'm going to say uh, uh, innocent. Agree. Now, Samantha. Also, they work on our team and I don't want her to sabotage our show. <laughs> <laughs> this whole episode, they'll be like, oh, sorry, we lost the files. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's like weird, Griff. Your 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 file is garbled. Yours is perfect. Hmm. <laughs> um, okay, second to last, Samantha, host of the bachelorette party in in wine country, guilty, and if so, of what? All right, I'm gonna say a quick guilty because, and again, from the discussions I had with my friends when I was on the East Coast, they did make people this year test before bigger events. So the bachelorette and bachelor weekends and also their wedding. And um, sadly that some people were not vaccinated. Some people were not willing to test. And for that reason, they had to trim them off the guest list, but it made it better for those who were there and right. Testing isn't the, isn't like foolproof. Like someone can test and then on their journey, get it and then land there and start spreading it. You don't know, but I think offering the or demanding the due diligence of testing before these gatherings is required. It's got me thinking about my film premiere coming up, I guess. So I'm going to say that she was guilty for not having these people test. Yeah. Do you agree with that? Kind of. It's like a moving target, though. Like, yeah. I don't know. By the time people are listening to this episode, we're going to be further and further away from mm-hmm. this being a current state pandemic so it's like i'm like don't quote us on anything on this because like i think you know i don't know it's just our i guess it it, you know hindsight's 2020 i guess it would have been nice for samantha to be like oh since paris's big event is in one week let's all test before my bachelorette just to make sure 
Mm-hmm. But I totally get that she wasn't thinking about it. It wasn't top of mind. But yeah, it would have been great. I think, to, and again, you're so right. Like <laughs> we've said this before. Hindsight's 2020. We're sitting here with most of the facts. This is a story that's done. We're yeah. not making decisions in real time. But I, I think if I had known that my smaller event was a few days before one of my best friend's bigger events, mm. I hope someone would have suggested, or I at least would have come to the realization that I should test people because it would impact, in this case, Paris's wedding. But I, I'm pretty confident in saying that if I didn't have Paris's wedding also within a week of my event, I would not have asked my bachelorettes to test because of what you said. It's 2022. We're moving past the like perceived seriousness of it. And I can't claim that I'm like that. I would have done better. Yeah. So, but I, I will say guilty because of the timing of her event versus a larger event of her friends. I have to say guilty with that, I think. Yeah, just a little bit, right? Yep. Cool. Just a little bit. And then last, but most certainly not least, is Paris guilty, and if so, of what? Um, She's not guilty for feeling a certain way about the impact that COVID is having on her wedding in 2022, right? Because like we've said, it seems like it's in our rearview mirror. So you're not maybe planning for it as much as you would have been in 2021, which was really complicated, by the way. And so it's even more frustrating because you're like, holy shit, we are not done with this. How are we not done with this? And it impacts things, right? Her husband gets sick and people are backing out. And it's really easy to find one or two people to blame for all of that. The reality is it could have descended on your wedding and your event in many different, through many different paths. It's just very convenient to look at Alexa and to look at Samantha and be like, you caused all of this problem, Mm. uh, all of these problems. So I don't find her guilty for feeling disappointed for her, for the biggest day of her life, quote, being compromised. I think you highlighting that her maid of honor, not being, not like being involved with the bachelor at weekend drama backed out because of, of her behavior really sticks out to me. So I think guilty for pettily removing Alexa from the group chat going kind of zero dark 30 on their communication. Yeah. And then when the olive branch specifically was offered to get things back on track after the wedding happened, after we've had a breather saying, no, I will not accept this branch. No, I will not be made of honor at Samantha's wedding. And no, I will not even be attending. Ah, it's not good colors for my end. So I find her guilty for that. Yeah, I I have sympathy, but... I agree with you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't expecting all of that. I know. I feel bad. I'm so, I'm, this makes me very thankful that I'm single. (laughs) (laughs) I have no big wedding event coming up. Like COVID will literally be a relic (laughs) by the time I get married. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be something else though. Oh, yeah, it'll be like uh, Budweiser 19 or whatever. Or we'll have like, we'll literally have aliens. Like it'll be an alien invasion. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but knowing you, you'll be marrying an alien. (laughs) Yeah, my my people will finally have arrived. So that makes sense. (laughs) That was juicy. That was really good. Thank you, Alexa, for submitting that. I know it took some courage. (laughs) Yeah, thank you, Alexa. But hey, I mean, we found you innocent. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, this worked out in your favor, Alexa. Today, we have a special edition of Criminal or Minimal submitted entirely from freshmen and sophomores in high school. This list was compiled by Jess, one of our listeners, who's a high school teacher. So these are all things that ninth and 10th graders think are criminal behaviors that adults do. I am smiling so big right now. Thank you, Jess, for for working on this. And I'm excited to hear what these children have have to offer us. (laughs) And in case they're listening, these young adults. (laughs) Oh, yes. Young adults that have a lot of promise and are just magical beings. It gets better. It gets better. (laughs) All right. You ready? Yes, I'm excited. When parents call your name and you respond, but then they don't reply back or say, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) That's really funny. Uh, And I like that's happened so many times, like across the house or something. (laughs) I'm going to say criminal. That's annoying. Mm -hmm. Because you're like, you responded. So have something (laughs) to respond back to. Have something for me. Come on. (laughs) Yeah, that's annoying. That's funny. When teachers try sincerely to use slang in their lessons to connect to youth. Ay, ay, ay. I'll say minimal because if it really, if the slang helps, even if it's like a joke and it becomes kind of like we're laughing at you and I'm talking to you high schoolers, it'll, it'll be ingrained in your brain better because it's a joke. And so whatever it's associated with will help you remember that piece of information better. It's cringe. It's (laughs) really strange. And I'm sure like there's such a gap between like these TikTokers and like teachers now more so than ever. But I'll say minimal because it's yeah. doing its job. I Yeah, minimal and cringe. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> when parents tell you it's rude to interrupt, but they interrupt you, especially while you're playing video games. <laughs> That's funny. Um, oh, that little end bit is high school. I'm going to say both. I'm going to say criminal and minimal. Criminal because I don't, I mean, adults have a position of power. Um, We have to respect that sometimes. I will say it's not warranted all the time. Hopefully I'm not like causing chaos in your classroom now, but it's not always warranted. But in certain circumstances, like being in a classroom, it is. But I can't stand when people interrupt and ask you not to interrupt them. It's it's just hypocritical. Mm-hmm. Um, minimal when it comes to video games because you got to... Video games are great. I don't know shit about them. Oops, excuse me, stuff about them. Yeah, but I don't actually think there's they, such thing as interrupting someone while they're playing a video game. You can only interrupt someone when they're having a conversation. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. So minimal with that. Cool. Yeah, pause Adults the Adults that try to get fit by carrying around little two-pound weights while walking fast down the street. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll say minimal because you have to start somewhere. And even if it's two pounds in both hands, it's at least somewhere. What I will say is minimal until you need to start scaling up that output workout-wise. So it's fine for now, but let's. it's not going <laughs> to do much forever. <laughs> Well said. That's funny. Cool. Um, old guys who buy fancy cars to look more youthful, criminal or minimal? Ooh, I see. I live in Los Angeles. If she plays this for a class, I'm I'm based in Los Angeles, so I see a lot of that. 
I'll say minimal. If you know your money is your money, if you want to spend it that way, go for it. And if it truly helps you make helps make you feel youthful, have at it. <laughs> yeah, it's your money. Yeah. Minimal so, but cringe. Minimal but cringe. <laughs> okay. When you've tried your hardest to find something you're looking for, and then your parent goes to the exact parent or guardian goes to the exact same place you looked and finds it. <laughs> um I'll say criminal because I'm assuming because I've I now have nieces and a nephew who when you tell them to go find something like their sock or their boots or their coat or something, they'll come back and be like, oh, I didn't find it. And you'll go up and it's like literally in the middle of their bed. I question how hard they look. So I'm going to say, what did I say? Criminal? Yeah. the Criminal Criminal because I don't think you tried that hard. Sorry. I've got to assume that you didn't try that hard. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about it. Okay. Last one. Last one. Parents telling you to finish your food when you're already full. <laughs> um, These are so adorable. They are. So I'm like visualizing a plate. If you're full from eating everything else but your vegetables on the plate, oh. and then you're like, oh, if I eat these, I'll be uncomfortable, then I will, uh, I'm probably inclined to be like, too bad. Eat the vegetables. It's worth it. So in that instance, I'll say minimal. Otherwise, I definitely enjoy eating until I'm satisfied. I guess it goes to portions and how much you're being served. So yeah, I think I think criminal if they're force feeding you food that you don't want to eat. <laughs> But I will say eat your vegetables and I wonder if this comes from them making you eat your vegetables and you mm. avoiding them. Yeah. <laughs> I have to remember that these are, what do you say, 10th and 11th graders? 9th and 10th. 9th and 10th. So they're not like like elementary school kids, but you're still children and you still don't like vegetables mostly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, totally. <laughs> um, these were... A blast. Do you so agree? So cute. So fun. Yeah. Thank you for submitting these. Thank you for compiling them. I loved being in the ninth and 10th grade shoes for a little bit. I'm sure some of them were Crocs. That's my last plug for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you for compiling. That was awesome. That was so fun. Yeah. Send more. I like that. Yeah. What like environment? We'll have to think about what environments would be fun to pull from. Maybe we can go even like earlier in their schooling and ask an elementary school teacher to try to get them to wrap their head around it and submit it. Yeah. If that we was have fun. Any- I like that. If we have any elementary school listeners, um, ent- elementary school teacher listeners, if you if <laughs> you're like, possibly, I hope we don't. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, if we do, uh oh. But um, yeah, this this was fun. And until next week, stay petty. Hee <laughs> hee.